Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-filled review for Disney's Encanto. And remember, we don't talk about Bruno. Hey there, geeks. My name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-filled review for Disney's Encanto. Uh, we're a little late to release this one, so you know, with it being out in theaters a few days now, it means we can go full spoilers. So if you haven't watched Encanto yet, make sure you do, and then come right back to us faster than Lin-Manuel Miranda's lyrics. Uh, now, allow me to introduce my lovely and talented family members joining me on the review tonight. First up, his gift allows him to capture the beauty of the world, only to make it even more beautiful. He's Justin Lawrence. Wow, I that is that is an honorable gift to have right now. Right? I appreciate that. That is it sounds like it was know. written by the Disney writers. I yeah, think, right? absolutely. All the heart, all the magic. Just <laughs> it's all there. Uh, and then you know, next up, you know, he's using the powers of his mind to make this world an ecologically safer place. He's Darcy from the comics, Hudson. <laughs> I, I, I like that intro too. Yeah, yeah, man. Like you're, you know, you. I, I message. I literally messaged Darcy today, and I'm like, "What do you do again? You like analyze something?" <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I smell dirt for a living, basically. And yeah, that's that's the quickest way to sum it up. Um, and joining us with her own special gifts, she can create life and then move it from her mind to our hearts. She's Megan Clara Draws. Hello. 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 That was so lovely of you to say. Yeah, right? that's what you do. That's literally <laughs> what you do. And so I'm happy to have all you wonderful hosts joining me, my uh, me, me familia tonight, my, my family. Um, uh, before we begin, um, I wanted to kind of just start off before we even get into the review for the movie. Uh, I want to give a shout out to that lovely short film. Megan, I saw that you posted something about it. What did you think of Far From the Tree? I don't know if it says more about the short than it does about the movie or vice versa, that I liked it better. <laughs> That's mm. awesome. It's a good way to start. Yes, I agree. I actually yeah. would agree with that. I, w- I would totally agree with you. I think I think it, do- it does a better job at capturing a part of the messaging that Encanto was really reaching for yep. with family and, and a dialogue around like listening and, and, and how do you balance that nature and nurture sort of mentality. And I think it captured it a lot better at times than, than Encanto did, right? Interesting. Yeah. The the theme of generational trauma was avid in both, right. but more relatable and understandable in the short. Yeah, you can, you can see why they put them together. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. I really liked it. I was going to say, there was. I felt there was more of a like, climactic resolve throughout that whole little short than there ever was in the movie. Like, oh, no. Was, <laughs> And I, I'm st- I enjoyed the movie still. It's just I yeah. like, like like Megan said. I liked the short more. I felt like the story was yeah. more compelling or told in a more compelling way. So mm-hmm. yeah, that and love I, that love far from the tree. I got to see the movie uh, and the the short uh, not by choice, but uh, in 3D. Uh, I usually don't enjoy going to the movies in 3D these days. And it's funny how how that's changed over the years. Like it used to be like oh 3D yeah, and now it's like oh 3D okay. Um, but uh, I will say the 3D in this short added so much depth to it it looked so it good so and sharp. i thought it, I agree. like it was the the motion like the 1.5 sort of motion animation style that they used in combination with the depth that was just like this is really nice like i, mm-hmm. I don't know man shout out to them i was just going to say Nate i i know that you're a crier like me 
did you did this bring a tear to your eye? I got I got I got I got oh. teared up. I got teared up in this, and I didn't. Again, I don't know what it speaks to in Kanto. I didn't get teared up in Kanto, but um, but yeah, totally. But it was so funny. The family behind me, um, <laughs> the dad leans in and he's like, "Excuse me, is this the movie?" And I was like, uh, no, 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 this is a short film before the movie. Like, don't worry, it's all good. He's like, oh, okay, good. While you're going, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, listen, before we gather up uh, all the donkeys and move a whole church, uh, let's give you some additional details on the actual movie uh, that we're talking about today. Um, the, the 60th film from Walt Disney Animation Studios. Encanto tells the story of an extraordinary family, the Madrigals, who live uh, hidden in the mountains of Colombia in a magical house, in a vibrant town, in a wondrous, charmed place called Encanto. The magic of the Encanto uh, has blessed every child in the family with a unique gift from super strength to the power to heal every child except one, Mirabel. Uh, but when she discovers the magic surrounding the Encanto is in danger, Mirabel decides that she, the only ordinary Madrigal, might just be her exceptional family's last hope. It's directed by Byron Howard and Jared Bush, uh, with music by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and it stars, get ready, uh, Stephanie Beatriz, Maria Cecilia Botero, John Leguizamo, Mauro Castillo, Jessica Darrow, Angie Cepeda, Carolina Gaitan, Diane Guerrero, Wilmer Val- Valderrama, Renzi Feliz, uh, Ravi Cabot Conyers, Adassa, and so many more. And I apologize if I got any of those names uh, mispronounced there. Um, let's, let's get right to it. Let's enter through the magical door that is our thoughts on what we liked or loved uh, about this movie. Who wants to kick us off? So, you know, you mentioned Maribel, and I, I, I absolutely loved her story. I, I think the story that, that they that they kind of were telling here, her desire to prove her worth, you know, when she has no powers is 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 compelling. And also, you know, how she's able to, through this sort of self-discovery, pull out the truths of her sisters and and really discover their internal conflicts and that they actually do have more in common. It seemed like they were they were also dealing with their own pressures and I, I, I don't know. I just felt like this was a very real world relevant concept that that an audience member could connect with. Just, you know, kudos to them for really trying to ingrain that here. And that was really the antagonist of this movie, like the looming doom of the magic being lost. But also, you know, how is she going to prove her worth? It was well handled in, in this movie. Yeah, I think it narratively, you're right. It, it sort of it definitely breaks the Disney mold, right, than, than what we would expect. And I think it does it, um, you know, further than even their last two films right with with uh, Raya and and Moana but I think just like those movies it does a phenomenal job of exploring that you know Colombian culture yeah, so absolutely. I think in terms of you know exploring cultures that aren't represented enough in western audiences and in front of US audiences I think it's good that we're getting more of this from Disney um, out of the three families that were in the theater with me for the opening night showing here um, two of them were Spanish speaking families so it's it's a good step in the right direction uh, that Disney has started to take, and I I really hope they keep it up. So I think th- I think that was probably one of its strongest suits is sort of its smaller narrative. It's not kind of doing this huge we have to save the world situation. So I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that as well. Like there's just not this like 
huge doom. It was very focused and it was very connected with, I think, uh, everything that's very rooted back to culture and that's family. But you're absolutely right. The colors, the music, the history, it was all really well handled. And there was such a commitment to just that authenticity of of Colombian culture being represented honestly in this movie that that was refreshing. Um, but I would say, though, that this this doesn't necessarily break the mold of Disney. It shows that they can. But other elements, when we get to what didn't work, I will sure. explain that just felt shoehorned in. <laughs> yeah, agreeing with like Justin and you there, like the whole story and uh, everything was great, and uh, like some of the characters are awesome too. Like a lot of the stuff I like about this movie uh, was the characters that they put in it. They all were very unique and had you could get their story through Mirabelle's you know interactions with them. So it was a really unique way of going through the family and stuff like that. And again, like, we'll get into where it falls short later because I think me and Justin walked out of the movie saying the same things mm-hmm. about certain parts. So <laughs> like it was a great story and great characters. So like again, Disney knows what they're doing when they approach these types of stories and and I can't wait for more of them obviously. Now, Megan, I mean, you're the you're the character designer in the room. Um, you know, obviously, the visuals in this movie are fantastic. I think Disney's doing such a good job with it. What did you think of? Uh, was, I mean, was that a positive for you? Oh, absolutely the the colors, the costumes, mm-hmm. the dancing was one of my favorite parts. I am actually a fan of the music. I know some people maybe aren't, but I really loved Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And this felt very reminiscent of the way Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote the songs Absolutely. for Hamilton. So I get where it wouldn't necessarily fall into a Disney movie very easily because it becomes difficult for kids to understand. Mm. And I know that happened as well in Moana with um, Shiny, where the crab is voiced by, I'm going to forget Jermaine his name. Clement. Thank you uh, from Flight of the Concords. (laughs) And it's one of my favorite parts of that movie because I love Flight of the Concords. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know so many people are like, oh, that's the worst part. It doesn't even make any sense. It's the best part. It's because you don't get it. I'm I'm totally (laughs) with you. I I think the music, I think the way the music was handled in Moana is a better representation of the work that Lin-Manuel can do than this. But again, we will talk about that as we get to what yeah, doesn't work. Totally. But going back to visuals, going back to visuals, um, I liked how they nailed the Disney 3D aesthetic. You know, like they, they've just been able to really continue their look throughout all yep. of these movies. And and they just, they're refining the art of it, right? Like you can see the nuance of, of inspiration from the Moana, from from the Raya, from from even like Frozen. And you just see that world in here. And I, and I like that they're staying really true to that look look but also just heightening it like the sand like when she falls and there's sand oh, on her yeah. face and i'm yeah. like wow oh, wow yeah like the detail her hair and even the hair when you see textures. it's crazy yeah the amount of curls that they had to do in this it show so um, much volume but as well with the costumes yes. because a lot of um traditional colombian clothing is embroidered and if you get a good look at her shirt, like the little off-the-shoulder bits of her shirt or any part of her skirt or even her shoes when her shoes get put on by the casita, yeah. <laughs> um, it's all so finely molded and, and rigged. And it's it's crazy to see that kind of detail in an animated movie. And what when did Frozen 1 come out? Like maybe 10 years ago? Roughly, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And the the leaps and bounds that we've taken from that, and even like for crowds, 
I know that's like a huge part of animation. And when you look at crowds in Frozen 1, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the same Painterly. 10 people yeah. sort of put yeah. throughout <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And in movies like this and Raya as well, it's everybody's different and everybody has a different skin tone and hair color and like different details that set them apart from everybody else. And it's really, really cool to see how far Disney has progressed, especially in this 3D world. So, you know, connecting it back to the visuals too, the way that was represented in 3D, I think it actually hit. Like I I was with you, Nate, at the top where I was like, does this really need to be in 3D? But like, I really enjoyed the 3D uh, it was kind of it was kind of nice in it. If if this is how we experience 3D in these animated movies and they're really tailored and designed that way, then I'm all for it. Because thinking now, like we saw Raya, uh, you know, on Disney Plus, right? We didn't get the right. in theater 3D experience. Imagine how those worlds mm. would have felt in 3D. Like it would have probably yeah. and some of that and some of that fight choreography and stuff like that. That really, I. If Disney's listening to this, they should totally do a 3D release <laughs> of that movie. A re-release. Yeah. I'm yeah. even thinking, too, like, the way that um, the 3D played out, it wasn't like, oh, stuff shooting exactly. at your face. and it wasn't like, gimmicky. Oh, it's 3D. Yeah. It, was just, it was just the depth of field yes. that was noticeable, but also you didn't notice it at the same time mm-hmm. because you were just so immersed in exactly. the world, which was really cool. Exactly. Well, listen, um, I completely agree with that, and I think, again, anytime that 3D can be used for that, adding to the almost the ambiance, you feel like you're immersed yeah. in the movie, which I think this movie definitely does. And again, the, the visuals are just such a strong suit for it. But listen... Just like Peppa Madrigal, I can sense the thunderstorms above us. So, <laughs> without getting too upset, okay, I don't want to. I don't want my all my computer gear to get ruined. Um, <laughs> let's talk about what we didn't like about Encanto. Okay, I'm gonna just start <laughs> off here, it, and I think we've been we've been kind of hinting at it. It was the music. I, I don't think the music yeah. was necessary for this movie. There was plenty of heart within the story itself that it didn't need these these this these musical numbers they served as more of a distraction and and especially that opening expositional song like i get the hamilton vibes i totally am with you there meg but i just don't know if it worked in this format it just felt sort of recycled in a way right like it was like okay we're just going to do this over here and and trying it and it kind of came off a bit annoying at times it didn't fit and and more importantly it just it didn't add anything i felt like in in any of the capacities the one time i will give it and it was the most emotional part i cried at this scene and that is when uh there was that beautiful ballad that was being sung during the flashbacks of abuela's past and like just to see that visual yeah. and just this the way the song goes up and with excitement with the triplets being born and then it just it really pulls at the heartstrings and like that was the best musical number or moment and it had no singing had no dancing it was very straightforward it 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 was what you would expect from a Disney musical. However, the other songs of this film lyrically just did not add anything and, and tried to do too much. So, yeah, I mean, th- that mm-hmm. scene that you mentioned there, Justin, that was like the up moment uh, for for me as yeah. well. Like I didn't I didn't get it didn't get me as much as that moment did uh, from from Pixar's up. But um, I think, or you know, or Coco. Or Coco. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Oh, like, like, like <laughs> Pixar's in another level with the tears. No, for sure. Okay? For sure. Um, they, they are. But I, I totally I think that to your point of what you're making, like that was definitely more of that. Let's go the Pixar way rather than doing like a whole musical number way, which they've already saturated so much of. And like there was a a few couple renditions that were funny, but they just I don't think they added anything other than just to be some sort of glam and, and flash. Right. 
but that's the thing. I mean, the music itself, yes. right? I think, I think you know, the actual guitars, the instrumentation, that very much is a huge part of you know Colombian culture. So to have that in here makes a lot it of makes sense. Tons of sense. It's yeah. it's 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 the Hamilton Hamiltonization yes. of that music yeah. that I think is rubbing some yeah, people yeah. the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, uh, when me and Justin walked out, I mean, we were just we were talking about how most of the songs felt very expositional, where they were yes. just there to tell to move the story forward in a very quick like manner. It's almost to the point where it was hard to follow where the, how the story was, you know, progressing almost. Uh, and when I look back at some of the other Pixar movies, it's because like a lot of the songs are more like looks at how our character is feeling in the moment and not moving the story forward. It's just a more a, a character analysis for the three minutes or whatever. And this uh, this song was completely different where it was. We need to tell you some information, so we're going to you know sing for three minutes and then move on. But again, the music itself was amazing, but the content within the yes. songs were just was lacking. And maybe maybe for clarification, that's my my specific point about the music. It is not about the instrumentation. They sound great. They're fun. They're boppy. It's just what the information that we were supposed to be getting as a viewer from it just didn't seem to serve any purpose and could have been done better narratively in the traditional narrative like we just got mm-hmm. raya totally. with no musical numbers and that was really told in in a, in a very authentic way that didn't rely on those musical numbers and i think it i think it slows it does slow the pace down quite a bit it also it puts the characters and i get it don't get me wrong they're magical characters they can do all this magic yeah. stuff but it just kind of does stuff where like you know, Mirabelle will fall somehow and like she's not injured in any way or like it, it's it, it, it they felt it didn't feel real what was going on. It felt like a fever dream that they entered into every time they started singing. Yeah. And true. that's that's different from our traditional Disney animated movies where they do some f- fantastical things, but it's all kept within the grounded reality of the film. Whereas this one, in, in most instances, no, I, am I, I wrong? I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't. I know what you're saying, Nate. I feel like that is very Disney to have that mm-hmm. those sort of elements and the, the visuals that they're immersed in. But it didn't feel connected to the existing. It, didn't feel like it, it just didn't feel like it was connected to the exactly. existing mm-hmm. world. Yeah. And it was just yeah. out there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was getting strong Hercules vibes. Yes, cut things. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, as I thought of it the entire time watching that movie, specifically during like the the introduction scenes or Luisa's song. Like this is Hercules training montage, basically. Yes. So it it felt very classic Disney, but again, this like Justin was saying, like that was one of the few songs where it was like an in depth look at that character, and I liked it. And then when you look at other songs where they were more expositionary, and it's just like this is where I'm losing it. You're trying to cram way too much information down my throat. I found, just to put it like simply, the songs and the way they were trying trying to tell the story to get to what our actual resolve was, was incredibly convoluted. Like, Mm -hmm. it just was this whole... (laughs) Yeah, well said. It's just like, okay, so she doesn't have a good relationship with her grandmother and she needs to fix that. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty much it. (laughs) And when we got to that resolve point... I was, uh, to be completely honest with you, I was a little disappointed. I was like, oh, that's it? That's yeah. all? She just had to go, hey, Grandma, you're putting too much pressure on me. And she was like, yeah, you're right. And then they hug. And, that and was that's it. it. <laughs> I mean, there is there is some, there is a little bit of beauty in that. But I think you're right. I don't think it's handled properly because I think that's, and that's my biggest, biggest, even more than the music. My biggest mm-hmm. problem with this movie was near the end. It was the, the message that it sort of gives up on in a sense where you see totally. Mirabelle open the door, restores the magic to the casita, which I'm happy the casita's back to life because I like that part of the movie. But, but I'm mixed on it, honestly, because 
I, I kind of wish they didn't get their powers back. I kind of, you know, you, you do see them using them all differently that shows that they've healed internally. But like, to me, it just diminishes the key message of the movie, which which is like, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have superpowers as long as you're with your family. You have the strength you need to protect and care for one another. And I just felt like they could have hammered that home so much better if they just didn't give them their powers back. But it's and, like, and the story did this crazy like roller coaster to get to that point where it didn't need to do that sure. many twists. I, I would agree with you with it that. It just sort of confuses mm-hmm. your audience, yeah, right? And, and mm-hmm. especially with, with how much they were really trying to fit in the songs and the background and the story. Yes. There's just such a rich, rich uh, story to, to, to be told here. But I thought of, you know, I thought the the idea of, you know, you just need to speak your mind. You need to speak your heart. And that's how a family really comes together. And I think that, you know, making Maribel the, the person that breaks the house, but also rebuilds the house and brings back the the, the Encanto, that, that is the beauty of, of like what her character was meant to do and really create a sense of unity with, with the family. Like what her magic ability was not having magic, but still bringing a sense of groundedness to her family who seemed to be so elevated by their powers that they lost a sense of of being human do you know what i mean and not having powers yeah. I, I don't know it's it's i get it it's it's very convoluted Mixed. it's very yeah. busy yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and i think it also is just like trying to hammer home communication and they didn't communicate that very well. <laughs> no, because they were singing every time they were supposed to be communicating. They didn't yeah. have a conversation. A good way they just sang at, at each other. Yeah, that's a good basically. way to look at it. Yeah. 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 Except for the one emotional scene when you meet Bruno, uh, like outside of that, everything is being handled in a song. And it's just like, I don't feel like that's grounds to develop how these characters feel toward each other because they're all singing to a tempo right yeah. now. It just, it felt very yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think Bruno was probably one of the strongest characters. And again, I think mm-hmm. that was because... <laughs> The fact that he didn't do a big song and dance, you know, number until the um, end. That was the, until the end, yeah. sure. But and and <laughs> and the weird part about that was like, was that Lin Manuel Miranda rapping instead of John Leguizamo, or was John Leguizamo just doing a really good Lin Manuel Miranda? Impression? Or was he? Because or was that? Was, it sounded. Wow. I thought it was Little Dicky. I I told I told yeah, that's, I told yeah, Darcy, really I was like, out. that's what he yeah. said to me. I was like, you know what? I hear it now, and I can't unhear it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. uh, well. Speaking of Bruno, uh, before we kind of get to like our our final thoughts, um, I thought it'd be fun to mention, you know, maybe our favorite members of the the family Madrigal. I think, you know, just coming off of our, our discussion on things we didn't like, I do think, unfortunately, n- there were too many of them, I think is another thing I'll just quickly shout out. I think we kind of lost a couple of them by the wayside that didn't get developed enough. Um, totally. Right? And I get it. The sisters were kind of the main focus, but like... The, her little brother that that transforms the one with the animals that just is there at the beginning and then her cousin? not yeah, really her cousin, yeah, it, yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't do anything for the rest yeah. of the movie well, she, she was Could just kind of he was kind of like great... bye i got powers yeah. you don't peace <laughs> see you see i'm in the jungle right. see ya you know what i mean it's just like, like <laughs> i was just like but they were such good friends like under the bed right. and they were like i was, that was like, so be, that was like, such a nice moment that right? was such a nice mm-hmm. moment. And then yeah. also with characters, making the house a character was really interesting, but it didn't really sure. do much other than just be helpful. And I guess maybe that was the only yeah. purpose of it. I don't know. 
but I'm glad it didn't sing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, oh my God. I could, have, I could have seen the house singing at some point, right? But, it did well, protect them in a sense, I guess so. though, right? Like when it yeah. was all starting to crack, sure. it was trying to help Mirabelle to get to the candle mm-hmm. and then anybody who was losing their powers, it was saving them. Yeah. Oh. yeah, well, I think it goes to show, like again, Mirabelle seemed to be the most connected to the house and like that was totally. her power is that she was the one who could feel what the house was going through because she had no powers almost. So I thought oh, it was really... interesting. Again, the, the house is a really cool character in that regard. Did didn't see, see that. that that's good she's constantly helping the house is constantly helping mirabelle because mirabelle doesn't have anything about her and as a result mirabelle's the one who's picking up on all these signs that something's going wrong with the house so i thought it was a really cool way of you know showing that character you know progression essentially but they totally could have played with that more well that yeah, explains why she opened idea. the door why the door opened right because yeah. the, the door yeah. worked for hers because like it's it, her house her door is the houses the entirely basically uh-huh. so Lovely. She's, she's like the new, <laughs> the new, the new, uh, new grandma of the house. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The house yeah. She's the new power. abuela. She's yeah. the new godmother. She will be eventually. She's the new godmother. Eventually. <gasps> yeah. Um, but you know, let's talk about those family members. I think uh, I'll kick it off. My my favorite family member of the family Madrigal uh, has got to be. I think Luisa was my favorite. Yeah. I I just I love how she's you know she's the middle child, and so you see how you know I'm I'm an only child, so I can't relate to her on that. But you see <laughs> you know just how important it is for her to like. Like keep her gift, right? Like you see how like she she starts to lose it and she she starts freaking out that she's gonna get lost in the shuffle, which middle mm-hmm. child children are uh, most of the time. And so I love I love that. I love that she's a strong, jacked like woman. I think you know I know if, if again we were talking about Hercules. If this was a Disney movie in the '90s, she would have been Lewis. Like she would have been a man mm-hmm. for sure. So you know we all grew up with those movies. So I think it's awesome that you know kids today are gonna have. Uh, that representation, they're going to see characters of all shapes and sizes that just show that, like, they're all human beings at the end of the day. And I think, again, that's a great message to put across in this movie that jumbles its messages a lot. <laughs> but um, yeah. but who, who would like to go next? Who, who would, uh, who's maybe another great character that you enjoyed? Well, I I know that you just mentioned that he's barely in it, but every moment with Antonio is his name Antonio. Yeah, the little the little one that yes. yeah. No, yeah. talks to animals. Sure. Um, yeah. Every moment with him was just so sweet. Mm-hmm. Like when he is under the bed and he's scared, and then even right before he has to do this huge ceremony that there's so much pressure because the last oh. one didn't work out so well, when and he he's standing there, her. he goes. I need you. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> he's so cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then just like the whole, when he does get his gift and they open the door and the animals like run him through his new jungle room and stuff. I had the biggest smile on my face because it just was like such an uplifting moment. It was really cool. And I just think he's so cute. He's so cute. (laughs) I thought it was really cool, uh, like looking at how like his power being the fact that he can talk to animals. And when before that, Mir- Mirabelle's like, "Here, you've got a friend, so you, you're never going to be alone anymore." And I thought that's that kind of goes to show why his power is what it is, is because he didn't want to be alone. So now he's got all the animal companions he could ever wish for, type thing. So yo, just, striking those deep cuts, bro. So just, and like, then you got to think that Mirabelle, you at, I don't need you no more. <laughs> But yeah, I I do have a problem with that. But I mean, yeah. if you, that, I like the fact that if you take that and look at all the rest of the family, yeah. you can see why, like where their powers came yep. from as well, yeah. yeah, and stuff like that. Like you know, obviously Smart. the firstborn child wants to be perfect and do everything right for the family, and that's how uh, I can't remember her name right now. It's uh, Isabella. Mind. Isabella. That's how Isabella got her powers, and then you got Luisa, middle child. She wants to be strong enough that she can again stand out from the crowd type thing. Like everything. 
hits home for me in that regard. Mm. But going to more favorite characters, I really liked Aunt Peppa and Uncle Felix. Their relationship <laughs> was really funny. The way that he yeah. was just like, he was all about trying to calm her down and keep her loose <laughs> yeah, and ready yeah. to go. And I just loved how she was so on edge. It was the perfect dichotomy of, of two oh, characters. Yeah. I really liked that. Yeah, Felix and Peppa were my favorites too. And I also really liked uh, Bruno. I thought he was really great. I, I love the redemption that he gets in this in this uh, film. Uh, I love that he can see through time. Um, yeah, he, he was one of my favorites. Cool. I mean, listen, again, there's a lot about this movie that I think we all really enjoyed. I think yeah. it just didn't quite get there in, in some of the most important parts for, for a Disney movie. So let's uh, let's listen. But let's before before we all head back to La Casita, <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's get to our final thoughts and our rating, which uh, we'll be rating this movie on a scale of one to five freshly made arepas. Darcy, why don't you kick us off? So like I said, I really enjoyed the story. I love the characters, stuff like that. Just some of the exposition and like we, uh, and storytelling they chose to do, like Megan said, was very convoluted. It was very like they were just doing things for the point of moving the story forward without really thinking where that story was going to be ending. It felt very rushed in some points and then very drawn out in others. Uh, but again, looks, the, the, the sounds, everything about it really hit for me except for how the story was told. So I'm going to give it probably 3.5 out of 5 freshly made arepas. There we go. Megan, how about yourself? I'm going to match that. Um, <laughs> I totally agree. The overall film was beautiful. It was colorful. It was fun. I think kids will really relate to the kids in the movie. Yeah. Um, those three little kids that wouldn't stop asking questions. And they're sure. like kind of annoying to me, but they're completely relatable as a child. Um it just the the story didn't follow a flow that I would have really appreciated. And again, I don't know if it's saying anything about the movie or if it's saying really great things about the short, but I like the short that came before it better. Yeah, so it did a better job. Right? I'm also yeah, I'm also gonna give it a three point five freshly baked arepas out of five. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. You know what? After 59 animated movies, I think it's safe to say Disney has worked out the perfect formula of story with culture, music, and just, just all-around fantastic characters. With the studio's 60th feature, Encanto, uh, this film does follow that formula, but does fall short in some aspects when it comes to its musical numbers. The story has all the heart, all the beauty, and the honesty that one would want from a Disney movie. But as we said, it misses its mark with really telling this story and it relies way too much on the musical numbers to really rely on it as part of the storytelling. Mm -hmm. Again, I think it goes without saying, this is such a rich, vibrant story with fantastic characters and fantastic voice actors that did such a great job at bringing something unique to each of the characters they portrayed. But that being said, because this movie feels like it's so stuffed with so much that it's trying to do. So a lot of heart, but misses the mark. So for that reason, I'm going to be giving this film also a 3.5 out of 5 freshly baked arepes. Okay, there we go. <laughs> we'll figure out how to say it at some point. Someone can let um, us know. Also, can I just point out, I love that you said that each character and voice actor brings a really cool spin to the character. And Dolores is little like, <laughs> Every time she heard something, she shouldn't have. Oh, it was fantastic. It was really well done. Again, and I think that's the, one of the strongest suits of this. Again, the visuals, like we're saying, and the characters, the original mm -hmm. 
character. There's so much about this movie yeah. that is 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 a hundred percent Disney. It's just that it feels like it's smashed too much together. It's yeah. trying to do too much in one movie. For me, this movie again, it's a feast of incredible visuals in in a series of music videos, uh, which is which are <laughs> in, you know held together by some really important messages focused on family and culture. And I think. You know, for me, some of that oomph was really lost at the ending. I, I do think there's uh, a great amount of stuff narratively that set it apart from some of the formulaic, you know, Disney movies that we've gotten in the past. And I think that's to be celebrated. And hopefully we can keep getting more different types of stories. But I, I just, again, for me, it, the music was, as you were all saying, the guitars were awesome. The the instrumentation was fantastic, but the lyrics just didn't hook me. Uh, the same way as something like Moana, right? Like I'm I'm still singing songs like Shiny and How Far I'll Go. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And it's, you know, it, it, these, are, these are the songs that I'm just like, I can't get out of my head. And those were also done by Lin-Manuel Miranda. So I think there he was leaning more towards like the catchy Disney tunes. And here he was leaning more as we said, towards his Hamilton style, and I just didn't find it to work. Um, so I think, you know, he sort of let the the lyrics sit forward and the music kind of took a backseat. And that was probably one of my, my bigger problems uh, with the movie. But, you know, if you if you saw this movie with your family um, or if you didn't and you're gonna, you want to show it to them or you want to show it to your, you know, family around the holidays, I definitely think you should. I think yeah. it's a, a really good movie that, again, has some really important lessons to get across mm-hmm. to. A younger oh, audience. So I'm also going to give Encanto, uh, just like we're all saying, a 3.5 out of wow. 5 freshly made uh, repas. I still Arepas. am going to go on the record. Shots fired here. Sorry, Raya fans. But Moana was Disney's last great movie so far um, in terms of their their Disney uh, Studios animation. Mm. So, um, okay. Well, um, I think we've, we've reached the end here. Uh, Megan, you know, as we said this movie has some incredible visuals and captivating original characters. But before we wrap up, I want you to let our lovely listeners know just how they can feast their eyes on your incredible character designs, if you don't mind. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at MeganClara.Draws. Um, find lots of stuff on there. I'm gearing up to do a little, it's very, very minimal, um, December challenge leading up to Christmas, doing a little drawing advent calendar on my Instagram. So look out for that. Um, yeah. And I, myself... I'm diving into the world of animation for the first time. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's awesome. And yeah. it, nothing you can talk about just yet. I cannot talk about it yet. I was trying no. to get the scoop, uh, you know, <laughs> but um, no, that's super awesome. And that's one of the biggest reasons that we love having you on yep. kind of our, our more animated focused uh, yes. reviews. So obviously anyone who's enjoyed Megan on this review or in any of our other episodes, be sure to listen in. We'll, we'll be seeing her quite often, oh, quite more yeah, yeah. in the future. <laughs> Absolutely. I know there's, uh, there's a, a few animated Netflix shows that we might want to be ooh, watching ooh. Uh, coming up. So, um, and Darcy, thank you so much for for joining us as well. Obviously, you know you'll be here all the time. Yeah, yeah. If anyone wants to hear more, my voice more, go back and listen to some episodes. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got to do. That's it for our spoiler-filled review of Disney's Encanto. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, feel free to leave a five-star review uh, and write in to let us know your thoughts on the movie. Um, Justin, in what magical ways can our lovely listeners reach us? Oh, they can reach us in a multitude of magical ways. They can reach us by email at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. They can also reach us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram 
at We Are Geek Centric. <laughs> there you go. I was hoping you were going to make it a little bit more lyrical, Just. I was going to, I thought you were going to be like, oh you know, God, they can reach us over at, you know, like do the whole expositional. Sure. I, I don't have yeah. the beautiful voice that you have, so I won't, I won't do that. Well, speaking of those other episodes Darcy was mentioning earlier, keep in mind we have a ton of other episodes covering the latest movies and shows out now, like our spoiler-free preview for Marvel's Hawkeye, as well as our spoiler-filled watch clubs for the show, which will be dropping weekly throughout the season. Uh, so really, really fun. Megan, have you had a chance to watch any Hawkeye yet? No, I haven't. Oh, you got to no, get on you it. You can't spoil it. You got to get on it. We're not going to spoil anything. You can no. definitely check out our spoiler-free preview and then there's dive right into our, our watch. Oh, there's a whole arrow in it. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, We also have interviews and reviews, including our interview with Sprite herself, Leah McHugh from Marvel's Eternals, uh, our spoiler-filled review for Ghostbusters Afterlife, and our spoiler-free reviews for both Masters of the Universe Part 2 and Cowboy Bebop. Justin, Darcy, Megan, thank you so much for joining me for this spoiler-filled review. And as we say, love ya. Laters. Bye. (laughs) Peace.